done. But you just get to a point and you just can't do it anymore because, you know, you work in a role and you're, you're not happy with that role so you leave for another role and then you work out. It's actually not the people or the companies that are making you unhappy. It's the fact that you just don't want to be like that anymore. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be like when somebody gets a new client and it's, oh, that's great. Where's the next one coming from? Yeah. Yeah. How many calls did you make today? 100%. Oh, are you sitting at your desk at 9.01? Are you only taking your half an hour? You know, I didn't want to be that person. And yeah. Unfortunately. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Marketing Mashup. I hope you've all had a fabulous week. It's been it's been a really busy one um, here at Orbit HQ. I've spent a bit of time on the road. First week back after Christmas felt like we were under control. And then the second week happened when everybody else was back at work and then not so much feeling under control, um, which is a good problem to have. But I'm happy to be behind the mic today bringing you the next edition of the mashup. And I'm really stoked today because I've got a special guest. I've got Annie Milne of Sprout Recruitment, who we were just having a bit of a chat um, off air before we started recording, who we figured out we've known each other for oh, 22 or 23 years or something like that. Um, <laughs> Annie's a very, very special person for me. She gave me my first real job all those years ago. Um, and so if you want to blame someone for my career, you can blame her because that's where it all started. Annie, welcome to the Marketing Mashup. Thank you for having me. I'm really super stoked actually to be here with you. Like it's it's been such a long time and you know, you're such a good person and a great a great friend. You know, it's it's nice to be here. Oh, Annie, it's it's um like I said, I'm stoked. I'm so excited for this conversation because not only are we gonna get some really good business stuff out of it, but who knows where our conversation um is gonna go. <laughs> we we're such original friends. Um, we are original friends. <laughs> yeah, we're original Traditional friends. Traditional friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's <laughs> let's put it that way. Um, Annie, you've you've been very resilient in the recruitment industry. Um, you built such a long career there, mm. and now the latest iteration is Sprout Recruitment. So tell us a little bit about Sprout Recruitment. So we we're just about to have our fourth birthday. So on the fourth <laughs> of April, um, we will be four. Which is, which is amazing. Most companies fold in the, the first yeah. couple of years, especially when you're working through a pandemic, which was great. Yeah. So you guys launched in like during the pandemic. During the pandemic. Woo. Yeah, <laughs> nice was, work. I, I know, right? If you're going to do something, do it during the hardest time. You know, I've never been one for an easy road. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we, we launched that. We have four silos essentially. So we have real estate. Yeah. which is one of our passions, law, supply chain, and general office support. So those are the four pillars of Sprout. But, yeah. you know, I work with a team that I love and that's always been really super important to me. Yeah. There's some, you know, on that launching in a pandemic thing, there's some epic companies, you know, throughout history that were launched during really tough times, either during the Depression or during really tough times of recession, you know, um, and I think some of our biggest ones like Google and, and Apple maybe even were launched during some of those really, really difficult times. So 
not to set the bar too high for you guys or anything, you know, Apple, Google, you know, brands like that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're expecting big things from Sprout. Oh, excellent. Yeah, um, no worries. And um, and so, like, where, why, what sort of prompted you to when you, to when do you it? start in, in something like a, a global pandemic, like the months before it had all been about, you know, coronavirus, it's coming, uh, this is what we need to do, you're locking down, you're doing this. And, and that's I think that's when we started to all really focus on what was important. Yeah, really. for sure. So, you know, keeping your family and your friends safe, you yeah. know the friends and family that you couldn't see because essentially on the 14th of March, um, everything had gone into lockdown. You could only go to work and come back and do whatever and all these things were closing. And I just thought, what do I want my life to be? Yeah. You know, do I want to continue to spin the corporate wheel or do I want to do something that, that really makes me happy and that drives my passion. And and it all just kind of came to that. And then I just sat there and um, one day and registered Sprout and had a conversation with Kane and said, you know, are you in or are you out? I don't blame you either way, but I'd yeah. love to do this with you. So thus started our passion project. Yeah, and um, we, we were talking offline and you said you just didn't want to be part of that big corporate machine anymore i guess things like a pandemic or any of those kind of massive events make you question like you said what's important and you know for you you're kind of looking at that because you had a pretty stellar career in recruitment over a long period of time some really senior roles was it was it scary stepping away from that yeah it was actually and the (laughs) the the safety of the security of money coming in every Mm -hmm. week you know it's probably, if I'm realistic, it's something that I should have done maybe 10, maybe more years ago. But there was always that security of somebody's, somebody else's money and the risk was theirs and not mine yeah. to, to do. You know, I had a family. I was a single mom. I was taking care of my mom. Mm. So I had to make sure that the bills were paid and everything was done. But you just get to a point and you just can't do it anymore because, you know, you work in a role and you're, you're not happy with that role so you leave for another role and then you work out. It's actually not the people or the companies that are making you unhappy. It's the fact that you just don't want to be like that anymore. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be like when somebody gets a new client and it's, oh, that's great. Where's the next one coming from? Yeah. Yeah. How many calls did you make today? 100%. Oh, are you sitting at your desk at nine oh one? Are you only taking your half an hour? You know, I didn't want to be that person. And yeah. unfortunately those old fashioned traditional metrics <laughs> of KPIs and things like that yeah. are still really embedded in large corp. And mm. I, that's just not me. Yeah. So nineteen ninety two. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, isn't it? And you're right. It's it's so embedded in so many different industries. And if that kind of period, you know, those couple of years of history taught us anything, it's that you've really got to provide a work environment for people where they feel aligned, where they want to do the best. Mm. Um, if you're going to get the best out of them, otherwise they're going to phone it in 
if you say to that person, you have to be at your desk at 9.01, they're going to be there at 9.01 and they're going to leave at 5.01. Whereas if you give them that latitude and that flexibility, they're going to go above and beyond for you. So it's good for business, but it's good for them too because it kind of gives them, you know, a little bit of flexibility as well. You know, it's one of those things, you know, recruitment is a hard game. You're still taking calls at 8, 9 o'clock at night, taking calls at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And that's the expectation. That's always been the expectation. Yeah. But the traditional doesn't give you any leeway on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Please, sir, may I go to the toilet? You know, that... It, it seriously, Simon, it gives me the icks. I hate it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. in the same thing, these organisations are putting up fabulous social media posts about how they take care of the people. Stop. Give me a and break. You know it's bullshit because you've you seen. You know it's bullshit. Because you've seen it from the inside. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah. my other favourite one is, you know, oh, we're, so, we're a proud supporter of equality in the workforce. Mm. Um, and we have women in blah, blah, blah. How many women are on your board? How many women are in senior management positions? You know, what does that look like for you? I just, I seriously, I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. The whole yeah. lip service thing just gives me the icks. Yep. Yep. So good on you. So you took the plunge and Did. now you mentioned Kane, who, um, I know who Kane is, but for our oh. listeners, tell us who's Kane. Kane is my son. Mm. He's um, 31, just had a, a new not. bambino. So I'm a grandma now, which yeah. makes me even more traditional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he had his first role in recruitment when he was at uni. But mm-hmm. to be fair, when he was four, like, and he would jump into bed and I'd be filling jobs at five o'clock in the morning trying to yeah. get people to go and do pharmaceutical work. Mm-hmm. And he'd be going, what about Sally, mum? Is Sally available <laughs> today? So you kind of work out that somebody's got a bit of a natural affinity. It's in his blood for sure. It's in, yeah, it's in his DNA. Yeah. And um, and so when he was at uni, uh, he was at UTS, and just in his holidays and things like that, he used to work uh, for myself and quite a lot of people, you know, doing mm. our admin and, you know, he wasn't the greatest detail person in the world, but having said that, neither am I. <laughs> oh, me apple doesn't fall from that tree. <laughs> um, and he really loved it. And then he got um he had a role working in real estate recruitment. Really yeah. loved that, mm-hmm. and that's been his passion. Yeah. Uh, so what so are now the... he, we work together. I was going to say, what's the dynamic and what are the challenges of of working with your son? Like I work with Joe. Um, we're, we've got other people who work for us too, but we're a husband and wife team. So that throws mm-hmm. up its own little set of challenges. But um, like, what's it like working with Kane? And, and really what are the nice. challenges? Um, challenges. Don't I tell me it's really perfect and all no, rainbows and lollipops. No, it's sparkles and unicorns. <laughs> Yesterday he... Um, I was working on a role. It's a bit of a tricky one, not getting much traction. I was like, oh, I need to put an ad here and post there and do that. And he, 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 he rang me and he said, do you, um, are you up for an honest conversation? <laughs> I was like, okay. Is that code for something? Said, Your strategy is not going to work. <laughs> yeah. 
you need to do this, 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 and this. So I was like, righty. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, that sounds like a good strategy. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. You know, it's, it's not great all the time, but I have to say that as business partners go, yeah. he, he is great. He really is great. Yeah, and that must give you a lot of confidence that the business is in good hand for the future too. Mm-hmm. You know, when something like that happens and you think that's that's kind of the baton passing. It is. It's hey. one day, my son, all of this will be yours. You know, what am I going to give him, you know, like a, a bit of a handout? No, you know, work for it, make it your own. Yeah. And, you know, what I'm really grateful for is the fact that I get to give him something so that essentially he never has to work for anybody ever again. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to spin that corporate wheel for mm-hmm. 25, 30 years. What a legacy. Enjoying the work but not enjoying the environment. He gets to create something that's his. Yeah. And and then he gets to do that for other people. He gets to share that with other people. Yeah. You know, who, yeah. who then become your team as you as you grow and get bigger. You know, he gets mm. to pass that along to a pay it forward, which is awesome. Love it. Isn't it? Yeah. It's nice to be able to do that. And hey, is how ironic is it though that you know in these big corporates they work in recruitment so we're supposed to be the experts we're supposed to be the ones who got it figured out and internally it's not figured out people are not at the center of what's going on in some of those companies no they're absolutely not but they're still talking about it drives me seriously it drives me bonkers it's all about the money the greed really does my head in and don't get me wrong we all need to earn money yeah but do it because you love it, you know, do it to improve other people's careers and leave a legacy. It can't just be about the mighty buck. Surely life's not all about that. It's not. And, you know, one of those really nice anomalies in the world is that when you genuinely help people, then the money often follows. Oh, totally. You know, if you set out to genuinely do the right thing and genuinely add value and, as you said, genuinely help people build their career in a way that they love, then, you know, the the results will follow and the money will follow. And it's seriously, it's the same for what we do for our clients, you know. If you don't go into recruitment with all of the right intentions, you know, if you're making a placement just to make money, you're in the wrong game. Yeah, yeah, You know, totally. you, you seriously should be in this industry because, A, you love people and you're naturally nosy. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you want to help somebody with their career or with their business or, you know, and if you are mm. coming at it from any other angle, then you are flawed. Yeah. Yeah. And You're it flawed. comes through and it comes through and eventually that's going to bite you in the bum. It's really similar in our industry too. You know, you've got to go into a relationship with a client with the sole objective of how do we help these guys? How do we help this mm. business grow? What are your goals? What are your objectives? What do we can do or what can we do to help you get there? And when you come from that place, people want to work with you and your business business naturally flourishes off the back of that. So I love that philosophy. Maybe that's why we get along. I don't know. It's one of the reasons. Everybody talks about, you know, I am my authentic self and I am this. I mean, there's always times that you're not your authentic self when you're in a a board meeting or if you're in, so there's a filtered version of yourself. Yeah, for sure. But when you're doing your work and you're doing your life's work, then that has to be authentically you. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Or you just can't do it. It's not sustainable. Like you can't no. do it. And, and look at you. Look at your career in recruitment, which is, 
I won't say how many years it spanned, but it's a lot. You couldn't lot. do that and still love it if you weren't genuinely being yourself. If you had to pretend to be someone, it wouldn't work. I have worked, you are amongst one of these, with some of the most amazing people where we have worked hard, play hard, you know, had a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and we did have a whole lot of fun. So much I, fun. I do believe, Simon, at some point we had somebody in roller skates <laughs> cruising around the office when we had our big brother theme day and sat in a full bo- a box of foam. I think that there was, was so as well, pretending fun. to be the spa. <laughs> you know, and I have. I've worked with some incredible people. Mm. I've worked with some absolute gits as well, but yeah. um, I, I still love working, helping yeah, you know, being there, a lot, I still love my space. Yeah, I think for for us in professional services, that's what's got to be at the core of it. You've got to love helping people. Um, yeah, and if you can do that, I I read Arnold Schwarzenegger's book over the break. Ooh. Yeah, um, called Be Useful, and I, I just love that principle. And everything he's done has been sort of guided by that principle of, well, how can I be useful? Like, how I love that. Yeah. Yeah, um, and his dad said to him when he was little, Arnold, whatever you do, be useful and have a look where that's gotten him. So I think that's that's a really good philosophy for all of us. I, I think that's a great, you know, like a great mantra to, you know, take yeah. take into life. Just be useful. It doesn't useful. matter what you do. 100%. Don't be an oxygen bandit and be useful. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so tell us what have you done in order to grow – Sprout because four years you've got a team, you know you've got um, you've got a successful business going there and you are growing. So what's been the strategy? Like what can anybody who's listening along thinking oh, I want to start a business? <laughs> Maybe I'll wait for the next pandemic and start it in the middle of that. Like what what are some Maybe te- the locusts will come? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, or the, or the next virus. I don't know. But but um, like what did you do? What was your strategy for launching and growing the business? Look, I think um, in the world of social media and social media platforms, that's got to form a big part of it. But as well, it was that connection with people who had been clients in the uh, the last 10, 15 years that we still do business with today. Mm-hmm. And we are all about relationships. You know, we're, we're never going to be the biggest. I don't want that. Mm. Um are we the best? Undeniably. But, um, you know, it, and it was it was hard work. You know, nobody was recruiting through that that particular moment in time. But, you know, we mm. got there and now, now we're looking at the, you know, the whole consistent message of what we put out into the universe because ultimately that's what delivers it through. Yeah. So relationships trying to be a little bit strategic need to talk to you about that mm-hmm. and um you know just really pushing it and working hard and delivering the results and yeah. not being complacent there's kind of no like who said it there's no elevator to the top you have to take the stairs people don't tell you when you're going to start a business it's really fucking hard work like it's yeah. really hard work and it's long hours and it can be stressful because like you said you often walk away from a nice fat corporate salary that just appears in the bank every week or every month or whatever it is and then you start a business and it's like oh wow this is frightening 
And where is, is the next client coming from or the next paycheck coming from? And hang on, what, what's this bass, you know, that appears every quarter and I have to hand over all this money to the tax office? What's that about? Like it's, it, it, it's hard work, hey, starting a business and, the, and, a, and it's a risk. I think as well, you know, I had never, well, I did appreciate it, but, um, you know, those nights that you are actually staying up because clients owe you like 60 grand or something like that mm. and there's, Two dollars fifty in the bank, <laughs> and clients are your sixty grand. <laughs> payrolls coming up. Mister yeah. Taxman wants his slice. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It's it's seriously. It's um, it's really hard. And it's a roller coaster, isn't it? Because yeah, there are totally. some days that are just euphoric. And seasons, maybe, like I, I find that there's seasons of easy and hard and sometimes things are going really well yeah. and, and you think, right, I'm going to leverage this and I'm going to, you know, take advantage of this momentum and then, you know, you put, I don't know, new marketing in place or you do something to take advantage of that momentum and then in six months' time you're back in a, a season of hard again and you think, like, how did that happen? Yeah. Like, when, did that, when did that happen? Like last year when all of the interest rates started to go bonkers and people started mm. putting into breaks and it got to about June, I was just thinking, do I even want to do this anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, because this is hard, you know. Yeah. Doing the invoicing, doing the payroll, doing all of this, you know, I could walk back into a cushy and then you think, give yourself a slap and an uppercut <laughs> and just keep on, you know. You Remember just why biking. you started. Remember why you started. Remember yeah. what this was all about for you. Yeah, and yeah, this too shall pass. Absolutely, yeah. Like every single one of us has got a one hundred percent success rate of getting through the tough times because we're still here. Everything that's been thrown at us, we've weathered and we've come out the other side in some shape or form. Crazy, Um, yeah. So was it? So you mentioned that Kane has a particular passion for real estate recruitment because he's got some experience there mm-hmm. and then the other pillars or silos of your business. Were they really intentional? You know, was it a deliberate strategy that these are the sectors that we want to target? We actually had long discussions about what that looked like for us. You know, we didn't want to be a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wanted to look where we had some depth, some experience and some passion for that or else it gets really boring, yeah. you know, talking to people and asking questions and going visiting clients. We wanted to make sure that that was um, something that we were passionate about. Yeah. And law has always been something of a bit of a passion project for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were kind of the natural silos, but, yes, there was a lot of discussion. Because it was like, oh, let's do trades, let's do this, let's do that. And then I said, you know, it's one of those things, if you stand for everything, then you stand for nothing. So we had to be really purposeful in those silos that we did. And I'm I'm pretty pleased about that. We've turned down work. I'm happy with that. That's empowering, hey. Yeah. Yeah. We've We've told clients who weren't particularly nice to myself or my team, um, thank you, but no thank you. Yeah, yeah. Everything has to be aligned, you know. We didn't we didn't start this so that we would have to deal with other people's garbage. And if you can't be a nice person, polite and respectful of somebody else, then stop. Yeah, go and work with and somebody some else. just aren't nice people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've retired clients for exactly the same reason, you know. Our, mm. That's what we call it, retiring a client. Um, 
and because our team is too important. Yeah, absolutely. We had um, a situation. So as as you know, my mum passed away in October, mm. and two weeks later was the funeral service, and one of my team missed a little piece of information in going to a client. It wasn't like earth-shatteringly stunning. Yeah. And he knew that we had my mum's funeral that day and he was like, I want an apology. I want this. And I said, you know, she's already apologised. What What more do you want here, blood? Yeah. Apologies, this was missed. It was a big day for our work family and our family. Yeah. No harm done, but we're really sorry. And he was just rude and that was like, bye. Wrong See day for that, sunshine. <laughs> You're done. Dude, there are things that are more important than business and family and yeah. friends' connection and respect are one of those. Well, yeah. several of those. Yeah. Yeah, good on you. I, I think, you know, that's it's all – and apart from just the personal element of that, that's all part of your brand as well. You know, what are our core values? Well, yeah. respect, common decency – looking after yes. people. And so if you're not aligned with that in any way, then maybe we're not the right agency to be working with you. You know, Maybe we're not the right yep. recruitment agency for you. Maybe we're not the right marketing agency for you. But if you don't share those values, then this is not working. It's, I mean, you just don't have to deal with those people. No. You know, it's not even about talking to me like that or talking to my team like that. Don't talk to anybody Anyone. like that. Hundred percent. I love it. This is this is not work related, but around that same time, which was pretty challenging for me, yeah. um, I took my car to get serviced, and the guy goes, "Oh, it's not covered under warranty." And I said, "Well, it is. I've still got two years left of warranty." And I gave him an absolute, absolute toasting, which is me, but not me. Mm. You know, it wasn't called for. Anyway, I rang last week because I had to take my car in. Yeah, and I said to him, "Look, I'm really sorry. I really apologise. It's stuck in my brain." And he said, "I don't even remember." <laughs> and he didn't. He goes, "You're clearly not the first person I spoke to last year." I'm like, "Well, I'm really sorry. It's stuck in yeah. my brain. Yeah, it's like poison, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Well, I think don't that." Be rude. Yeah, don't be rude, but it says a lot about you that you remembered that and a lot about his customers that he didn't, you know. It was probably one of the better conversations he had. That would be a tough industry to be in. How funny are things, right, So, like from a management and a professional perspective that you can still reflect on things that happened 25 years ago and think, oh, I shouldn't have handled it that way. Yeah. Do you have those? Yeah, for sure. Bizarre, isn't it? I mean, there's nothing you can do to change it, and the person probably still has absolutely, you know, it's gone from their memory a million years ago, but it still sticks in your brain. Remember, so this is this is an inside conversation for those of you listening out there, you know, in the stratosphere. Um, mm. I worked for Annie twenty plus years ago, um, and I was running a blue collar agency in Chatswood. Yes, you were. I was, and had a staff member, Jackie. I don't yes. know if you remember Jackie. Um, I who, do. Who wanted to go away for a long weekend with her then boyfriend and I think later on fiancé. And she came late and put in uh, a leave request and I knocked it back um, because I wanted to go away for the weekend too. And she was in absolute 
tears over that. And she contacted you and said, what am I going to do about this? And I still think about that. And I think that was not leadership. That was a shit thing for me to do and really selfish. And I still think about that. Perfect example. That's really funny because mine actually sits around that same time and one of my staff at that point resigned because they were looking for obviously more um, advancement, money, whatever it was. Yeah. And I I essentially ignored her for two weeks. So. And I look back now and think, oh, what a clown, you know, but it's still there in my brain. Yeah, clear as anything. spoken since and everything's fine. But yeah. it's just like leadership 101, <laughs> yeah. what not to do. Well, yeah, and that's how we learn and that's how we grow. And if we take mm. something positive out of that and we don't do it again next time, then then I think it was a worthwhile experience. But I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. So what, have been the ch- so what have been the challenges apart from a global pandemic and, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, what, what have been the challenges in getting to here and what do you think they're likely to be going forward? We always wanted to self-fund so cash flow was an issue and getting your head around. You know, there's a difference between seeing numbers on a spreadsheet when you get your P&L through from corporate yeah. once a month because it still doesn't affect you. Mm-hmm. But having to look at that and go, okay, you know, I have I still have responsibilities here, here, here and here and managing that. Yeah. Uh, managing people's expectations has been really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are a small growing business. So, so that's been tough too, juggling mm. everything. Yeah, wearing a dozen hats. Um, the market seems to have changed 50,000 times in the time that we've been in real estate space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we have this saying in our house, you know, how do you how do you get the housing market to crash? And it's when I put my house on the market. Yeah, that did it. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens. It's yeah. like... Neighbours all around getting record prices for their houses. Annie's house hits the market. Oh, and the real estate's dropped by 8%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so it's a been black an, it's art been real an... estate. <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Don't start me. I'm never moving again. <laughs> um, being consistent has been, you know, we, we have this conversation with the team and we go, okay, we need to do this and we need to stick to it. Yep. And I think, you know, we were all remote for such a long time and now we have our office in Bella Vista and going down there three days a week gives gives us better cohesion and team dynamics and all of that stuff, but also keeps us on track. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's definitely in marketing. Consistency is something we talk about all the time you've got to consistently show up you've got to be consistent with your messaging you've got to be consistent with your delivery and it is something that small businesses you know understandably struggle with because there are so many different hats that we need to wear there's so many competing demands on our time there are things you know that it might be one small part of your business but if it's stressing you it takes up like 80% of your headspace mm. and so it can be really difficult to to be consistent um, and to be sort of intentional and purposeful, is there a strategy or is there something that you've done to kind of identify, well, these are the important things, these are the not negotiables and the rest of it we don't have to be as consistent with, but these are the things that, that we can't fall over on? On our marketing or just in general? 
Well, both. I mean, I was thinking in general, but yeah, bring it back to marketing. <laughs> um, but 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 generally, because our you know our people who are who are listening in, yeah, we talk about marketing, but it's like how do we grow and run our business as well? They're all business people. You know, it's one of those things. It's you know, even when you don't feel like showing up, you show up. Yeah. You know, you make the mm. calls, not like a hundred calls, but you make the calls <laughs> to the people that you need to make the calls to, yeah. and you do your best. You know, don't be half-assed in any of this. Mm. You know, if you're not feeling it, then go for a walk around the block or do whatever. And and I think one of the big things for us has been stepping away from it mm-hmm. at regular times because, you know, when, when the pandemic was on and we were all working from home, it was like sitting at the desk from 6 to 7 and plugging away and doing all of this. But... You know, we talk about that work-life balance and the play mm. aspect of what we do. Yeah. And those are the things that we need to be consistent about because if we're not having fun and we're not doing meaningful, there it is, there's the buzzword, yeah. meaningful work, Yeah. Um, give it up. Yeah, absolutely. Give it up and walk away. Yeah, I agree. You need to be, we, we need to be making the world a better place. And I know that sounds a woo-woo you know, um, and, and it's not meant to, but I think all of us, you know, we need to have a purpose and that purpose needs to contribute something, I think. See, you've been watching David Attenborough as well. <laughs> I do love David Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> David Attenborough makes me want to be a better woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Make, make, make the world a better place for sure. Hey, you've been loving this. We've now gone to three plant-based days a week. <gasps> I am loving that. I know, right? Yeah, that's well, I, brilliant. I, I feel like I've been in a bit of a bubble about the environment and, you know, all of it starts to get a bit washy. But, mm. you know, we're just trying to be a little bit more sustainable. Yeah, brilliant. So I moved us to three plant days a week. And and how are you feeling? Four. Yeah, I feel all right, actually. Yeah. Some things I'm not ready to give up yet, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, we might get there. Good on you. I'm, 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 I'm incredibly proud of you. That's fantastic. Um, Thank you. <laughs> talking about that, that play element and making sure that you take time because yeah, you're right. You know, we, I'm at, I'm at the desk at, you know, six, some mornings and, and I'm usually still at the desk at six o'clock at night. And then I'll sit in front of the TV later in the evening and do stuff, but you've got to take time out in between. And I said to Joe, Hey, I'm podcasting with Annie at 11. So she can't be in here you know, at that time because the sound travels and the mic picks up everything. I'm like, do okay. you want to grab your laptop and work in the lounge room? She's like, no, I'm just going to watch the cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. So she's got, she's got like an hour to just sit and watch the cricket. So it's, you know, cause she's the same. Yeah, exactly. You've got to take that time out when you can, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, have the fun and, you know, it's, yeah, it's we so work. important or else we just, it, it we is. just spin in the wheels and, yeah, and what yeah, are we doing it paying for? Paying bills. And paying bills. And also That's I find, all we're doing. Yeah, I find it just it like and doing that saps my creativity and that doesn't help our clients at all. You know, if I'm coming up no. with cookie cutter boring grey beige campaigns, it doesn't help them at all. So you've got to and for you guys too, you know, you there it is a candidate tough market at the moment or candidate short market at the moment. And so you've got to be able to think about, it's interesting to hear you talk about the strategy for a role. It's not just, Mm. oh, we advertise our jobs on seek. It's like we have a role. What's the strategy to find the right person for that particular job? And, you know, I I bring everything back to marketing. Um, 
And, and so it's almost like you've got, well, not almost, but you've got a marketing campaign for each of those roles and it's who do we want to talk to? What's the messaging? What's going to be important to that person? They're your customer. Like we're running yeah. some employer branding campaigns at the moment. So businesses that have come to us and said, we don't need customers, the last thing we want, we need staff. How do we position ourselves as an employer of choice? And so the campaign, you know, we're looking at potential employees as customers how do we sell the brand to them yeah. how, do, how do we and and so you know that's stuff like you were talking about businesses who've got you know really terrible um employee practices but but you know polishing a turd and putting it out there and the first piece yeah. of advice is that's not going to work because that person will leave within a week or they won't Absolutely. even come because you've got no you know staff testimonials to back that up you've actually got to deliver that if you're selling that as an environment, you have to deliver it. And so a lot of the campaigns are, are helping them create that employer value proposition. Why would somebody want to come and work for us? Because it used to be yeah. the employer interviewing the employee and it's almost the opposite now, especially in totally professional. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You know, we, we talk about that um, when we're taking a brief on a roll and I go, what is the sexy the sexy is not, oh, we have on-site parking and blah, blah, blah. That's not the sexy. That's just the nitty-gritty. You yeah. know, like people working in trades, we pay above award rates. Nobody cares. It's no longer <laughs> about the money. It's definitely, you know, what's in it for me. So I, I say to the clients, why would somebody want to be here? Yeah. Why do your team stay? And what's the sexy that I can take to market? 100%. It's the WIFM, isn't it? Who yeah, was, totally. Who was it that talked to us about the WIFM? What's in it for me? That's what people yeah. want to know. And it's different for everyone, isn't it? Like it can be yeah. different for everyone. And so that's one of the challenges, I guess, with, you know, with marketing a role or marketing your business is like how deep is our understanding of our ideal client? How far beneath the surface have we scratched to understand those hot buttons and what motivates them? And, and you know, whilst it's really important that we're putting positive messages out into the world, fear is an enormous motivator for people too. You've totally. got to call that out at the start and then paint the picture of what life looks like on the other side. This is what it can be like, but we've got to, you know, hit that nerve first and grab people's attention and then yeah. start putting the positive message out. And I guess it's similar for recruitment. Do you remember those awful forms that we used to have? I've probably still got one kicking around here, if I'm honest. And you'd, you'd take them on a client visit. And we'd be sat there with our little compendiums. Yeah. So what are the hours of work? <laughs> yeah. What is this? You know? What are the KSAs? All... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know? Um, but now it's more about when you're talking to a candidate and you're talking to a client, you know, finding out about that management style. How do you like to be managed? Yeah. What is your ideal cultural mm. environment? What are your deal breakers? You know, yeah. my, my recruitment go-to was always if there was a book on the shelf that had your perfect job in it, what would that what look would it like? Be? Yeah, yeah. You know, what would it look like? What would it be? Mm. Um, and that, that goes now so much more than, oh, well, I like answering phones and I like doing admin. No. What do you want? What does yeah. he want? Yeah. What, what do you want your life to kind of look like? Exactly. 
Yeah. You know, how do you want to feel when you go home? Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. What, what's going to get you from A to B? It's, it's, it's got to be about culture. It's got to be about fit. It's got to be about, you know, people finding the place where they actually fulfill their life's purpose. Mm. And everybody has one. Well, yeah, absolutely. We've just got to figure out what it is, you know, but we've yeah. all got a purpose and we've all got those kind of goals and desires for our life, for our family. Work is almost now something that has to fit in around the rest of my life. That's not going to work for me. Oh, there's car parking on site. Great. I don't want to come to site. I want to work remotely. Like, uh, Do I care if there's a car park? No. Are you going to give me a laptop and a stand-up desk? That's been so a challenge since the pandemic because people got used to working from home. Mm. You know, they got used to being able to take their dog for a walk at lunchtime and all of this other stuff that goes with it. So now some clients are pushing back on that and, you know, I think mm. I'm all for flexibility, but I also believe that some of the culture stuff, you need to be together. I agree. Yeah. Ideas. It's hard when you're on your own, if you're struggling with a concept or an idea, um, or, you know, you're working on a strategy to recruit a particular role. You want to be able to sit with someone and say, come on, let's grab a coffee and let's work on this. And if yeah. it's face to face, then, you know, you bounce ideas off one another and, and it's amazing what you can come up with. So yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I like people. Some you don't I want do. to be by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Don't want to be on my own. There's that human interaction. Yeah, of course. Um, so, what's next? Like, where to um, hear oh. from Sprout, and and how do you go about continuing your growth? So, we're looking at doing. You know, we we've always been about being the trusted advisor as well in mm. our space. So, one of the things that we really want to do this year is really get to know our industry from a different angle. So a little bit like you're doing now, I'm going to start a series whereby we're talking to some of the leaders in the industry to give their genuine insights into what that looks like and not a paper, not a, you know, just a real a why and what do you think's happening here. And, you know, yeah. I, I want to do that for, for my own self because I want to know what makes people tick more. Yeah. I want to know more about the industry. Um I'm hoping that they're not like the bomb and they've actually got a clue and everybody's not just winging it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so we're going to do that. Yeah. We'll continue to develop. We've we've got another sprout baby due this year. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to grow the team a little bit bigger, but not very much. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I just want to keep it real, Si, you know. Yeah, and manageable. Yeah. And manageable, you know, yeah. the, the big corporate, oh, let me get big so that I can be floated or let me get big so I can t- sell to somebody else. That's not really on my goal list. It's what you got away you know, from. I, just, I know. Yeah. Just imagine. That's yeah. like that little story about the – Italian or Greek fishermen. Yeah. You know, um, you build something so big and then you end up having to retire from that. That's not what I want. It's not mm. what I want for Kane. I don't want him to spin the wheels and miss out because I feel like I missed out on so much with him. Yeah. And and I, I believe, like I genuinely believe, and I hope I'm not just a positive thinker, but I genuinely believe that most people who start businesses start them for the right reasons and every major corporation started as a small business with an idea from someone probably with an idea to help people and somewhere along Mm. the way 
that got lost. Somewhere along the way, profit became more important. Somewhere along the way, the 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 why, the purpose, got lost. Um, and the greed is a powerful emotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I guess it is. And so we're similar to you. Like we've got growth plans this year. We we're, we're in year seven of Orbit Marketing um, now, which blows me away. Um, and I'm like, seven okay, years. Yeah. And I'm like, it's always been about, and I always want it to be about helping other people and helping our clients because that's what's got us here. But I do want to grow, but I never want to be that business that's so big that you've got to have those rules and those regulations and those KPIs. Like we have processes, they're really important, don't get me wrong. But I like the free range nature of the smaller business where it doesn't have to always be about the mighty dollar. It can be genuinely about the clients and the people who work here. See, this is why we get on side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you were really, really big, then you'd have to grow your hair and have a ponytail. <laughs> I'd have to hire someone who's got those things. <laughs> that wouldn't, yeah, no, that, that wouldn't work for me at all. Um, so, Annie, thank you. It's been such a pleasure chatting to you. I've loved catching so up. so good. We'll, um, we, we have to catch up for real. I know that you're only on the coast and... Um, I and am. We're, uh, we're you drove up, past me. I do. I drove past you twice in the last couple of days. I know I'm on my way down to Penrith and back. So I know what an <laughs> ass. Um, so if lastly, if people want to follow along, if people want to have a look at your profile, or if people are thinking, "Hey, I'm in that niche, and I, I'm I'm going to need a good, ethical, trustworthy partner to find me some people," where do they find you? I know. Yes, <laughs> there. And he's the one. <laughs> How do they find you online? So we have spreadrecruitment.com.au. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, Annie Milne, successful author, speaker, and board member. <laughs> Fantastic. And I seriously don't take myself that seriously either. <laughs> but I would love to catch up with anybody that's listening. Thank you, Annie. I'll make sure that all of your links are in the show notes too. So if anybody wants to find you, they'll be able to. Annie Milne, Sprout Recruitment, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me on The Mashup. Thanks, Simon. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on your favourite podcast platform so you don't miss a single episode. If you're ready for real growth in your business, visit us at orbitmarketing.com.au and ask how we can connect your brand with more of the clients you're looking for.